This is the People's Show on the official home of the Canucks, Sportsnet 650. Here's Vic Nazar and Randy Janda. Final hour of the People's Show here on Sportsnet 650. Vic Nazar, Randy Janda, Dominic Shramati, and you, 650-650 in the Dunbar Lumber text message inbox. This hour of the People's Show brought to you by Douglas Lake Equipment. Get the quality turf, construction, and ag equipment you need while staying under your salary cap at the closest Kubota dealer to the lower mainland, DouglasLakeEquipment.com. This is the hour you could uh, be getting into the People Show Fantasy Football League as well. That's right. You got to help the brand or you got to help the people. One of the two. If you want to find your way in. If you want to help yourself with by potentially winning this league, yeah. you got to help the people first. I, I, I like that. People helping people. Exactly. What a concept. Help yourself and the people. Yeah. We gotta, there's a slogan somewhere here. We'll figure it out. Just brainstorming. Dom's working in the shop. You got something? I think Dom's pretty good with branding. I, I, I saw a movement, and I wasn't sure. I, I thought maybe Dom had an idea. I think he might have been saying move on. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. I'm just podcasting back oh, okay. here, posting okay. Instagram right. stories for you guys. Attentive Dom as usual. Again, go look at the, uh, or sorry, go subscribe to the pods. Halford and Bruff. Canucks Hour. People Show. Canucks Central. Apple Podcasts. A couple Spotify. of those on, on hiatus, but nevertheless, they'll be back. Yeah. On Google, Apple Spotify. We are back in full force starting next, next week. week. Yeah, go figure. Right. It's almost like the uh, the end of summer is nigh. Yeah, Riccio's uh, three month vacation is over. Yeah, I just realized. Has Riccio taken more time off than I have? He was physically here. Mentally, you could tell he was elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> the body was there, but no one was at the wheel. Oh, brother. Our our oh, vacation yeah. schedule reflects like school schedule. Yeah. Like it's almost like back to school for us. Okay, you know what I had. It, I'm glad you brought that up. Because I was talking to somebody last couple of weeks and we're like, the school schedule. You know, when you hit a certain age, at some point, don't you just abandon the school schedule? Like, is that set in our ways? Like, oh, September, school starts. Have you ever, have you ever, like, do you still think along those lines of Labor Day happens and school starts? I've been out of school for like, I've told you this. 13 years, man. It's a popular tweet. And I know we've, we've had arguments of like best seasons and all. I was like, it's a tweet that goes around a lot. I've seen it a lot this year. It's like the, well, the reasons people like summer so much is because it was it's ingrained in us that we're off from school. Like we spent 12 years of our life as children going to school, and then in the summer it's like, oh, we're free. And so you just, now as, a, as an adult, you're like, you're trained to love summer. Okay, the weather has something to do that for me. Again, for me, like I'm not a hot weather person. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay with like summer's not necessarily my jam. Also, traffic is just better when school's out. That's fair. Traffic is better? Yeah, because there's no... Pick up from school. Yeah, kids, walk to school. You're old enough. Jeez. What's the age where you, you finally started walking to school? Uh, must have been like grade I think three, maybe? Grade three? Yeah. Wait, why? That's young, isn't it? No. No, it depends how far your school is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. My, my elementary school is across the street, so I was that was easy for me. Yeah. But like, I had to cross a couple of major streets, but like I still pretty oh like at some point I figured it was like twelve little... years. I figured it was like twelve years old, grade five, grade six. Now I'm just picturing little Randy Jan yeah. running across a four lane highway. <laughs> I lived in Vancouver, not in Langley. Highway <laughs> Highway One. <laughs> no, like busy streets as a kid, right? Right. But still, I yeah I think like grade three ish, like completely on your own. 
Well, my sister went to the school as well. Oh, okay. So, you know, I had. I, I mean, like, on older. your own. You were a sheltered child, weren't you? Me? Yeah, it sounds like it. No, well, again, my elementary school was right across the street. Yeah, so no. when did you, So when, when did you start walking to school? Probably, like, grade one, grade two. Yeah. But, again, it wasn't a long walk. When I was in middle school, that became a bit more dicey for, like, my parents to be like, oh, yeah, you can go walk on your own. Okay, grade four or five is when I probably, because my sister was at elementary school, so I was, I was pulling solos. I, I was riding solo, Bic. Uh, 650, 650. I grew up in Shawinigan Lake. Shawinigan Lake. Shawinigan Lake. Your BC yeah. card was yeah, almost no, revo- revoked. Yeah. Almost revoked. I was like, that wasn't a right. I had to reread it again. I was walking to, to, in grade two. Uh, I guess it depends how long the walk is. If there's 10 plus minutes of non-supervised walking, how old are you letting your kid? It, my walk was about 10 minutes from okay. my house. So, yeah. There you go. About grade four for me. Uh, I don't know how we got here. Walking through alleys. If I can't justify the drive because it's that close, my kid's walking. I don't have a child, but like when I do, I was gonna say, uh... my kid's gonna be walking. All right, we're gonna we're gonna clip that. We're gonna clip that. By the way, I know this kind of an open block. It's turning into that right now. Dom, it's the first time we've been on show together. Are we doing this? Since you, oh, you got engaged. Yeah, I got engaged. Oh, okay. I, I wasn't going to bring it up. No, no, I'm bringing it up. Oh, okay. Congratulations. <laughs> you didn't discuss it with me or anything, but thank you. No, yeah. Thank that's you. why I didn't want to bring it up. All right. Congratulations. Thank you. Dom feels happy. Seems happy. I don't know about the missus, but Dom is very happy right now. So congratulations. Uh, by all accounts, everyone is quite pleased. Congrats, man. Thank you. By, by all accounts. Uh, yeah, big shout out. So if uh, you want to send your congratulations to Dom. He's off the market, it ladies. It is uh, at Dom Schmatty. S-R-A-M-A-T-Y on Twitter. But do not get in his DMs. He's off the market. All right? He's off the market. No sliding in his DMs anymore, ladies. You got to close those DMs, Dom. Do you have open DMs? No, I don't. Do you know what I learned the other day on uh, social media? I think it was on TikTok. I got to get on TikTok. Instagram is the most popular dating app. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Yep. DMs are a thing. Like more so than Bumble, more so than Tinder. I Why didn't do you think that? people put their Instagram accounts on those accounts? I thought they were just lazy. Yeah. No, also, man. A, you populate the follower account, and B, you get in the DMs. There's a lot of thirst traps on uh, Instagram. There posts. sure are. There are a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Again, how do we get here? We're talking about the fantasy football league. Uh, walking to school. Yeah, but like, how I, do we I was get just there? saying, you know, the end of summer, people oh, are always excited. Right. It goes yeah, back yeah, yeah. to, or end of summer, people are depressed because. Yeah, the summer you know is over. You're going back to school, and we still think that way as adults. We are conditioned to uh, true to look at it that way. But yeah, I still do that. Like Labor Day, back to school, that sort of stuff. I think Labor Day now means uh, a you get the, the, the height of the CFL season and the return of the NFL season. Yeah, that to me is what Labor Day represents now. For, okay, it's for me. It's like training camp for the the NHL is yep. back. So like go time. For now, me. now that's like another. But still, ten. 12 days removed. It gets like kind of real though, right? Yeah. Guys start flying into town. Like today, we saw a bunch of people at yeah. Scotia Barn. For me, the Jake Milford tournament is that. It's true. As soon as that, it's like, okay, hockey season. Away we go. I need a couple of weeks to get into it. I got to warm that car. <laughs> I got to like, it's starting a, starting a car in the winter. I got to warm that car. You, you just can't like start driving, right? I need, I need a couple of weeks to get up to speed. By the way, the seated heats, great invention. Oh, the heated seats? It's a Halford and Bruff, isn't it? Okay, no, but the uh, the clutch one is the remote heat- start. No heated steering wheel. Oh yeah, that's elite. I By can't the wait. Way, to this is Halford and Bruff, so you can. No, I know all of them. 
All of them, yeah. yeah look, listen. Do they do our things? Sometimes. How many? I don't know off the top of my head. But well, there you go. We, we will allow as many things as they... <laughs> it's like, oh, I was like, seated heat, that, that, that's not a thing on the show. That's why I was confused. But you well, understand. Now I do. Okay. I just thought you are talking backwards. <laughs> oh. Just say it. How did we get there now? Yeah, I don't know. Seated heat. I'm just saying. waiting for a big segue. Uh, no segues. We'll just get back into the conversation about uh, how to get into the league. Bribes. Bribes. So what are the popular ones? All right. The ones that have registered. I, I, I'm i not going to lie. 50% of them I tossed. Mm-hmm. But we shared the I, we shared the Richo one before. You shared a couple. And I was like, well, we appreciate the text. And we appreciate the attempts. Yes. You got to think bigger. So here's one. This is not about us. This is about the brand of the people show and helping out the people. Whatever you can do. Three more spots remain to get into this league via Turf Trivia. I'm telling you right now, folks, we get a lot of text. Yeah. It's highly unlikely you'll make it in that way. So try to invest. A, you got to be right in your answer. Exactly. And B, you got to win the draw, which is tough. It's like a lottery. Yeah. So you have to get your way in, probably via bribes. And here's the sample that we're working with. This one, coming in on, on last week, actually, Tuesday. I will take all the winners for a behind-the-scenes tour of City Hall, identifying themselves as Councillor Michael Weeb. Now we're still working on confirming this? Vancouver City Councillor. I've reached out. I'm trying to get confirmation if that is indeed the Michael Weeb, who is a councillor with the City of, of uh, Vancouver. But that's not bad, right? 24, 23 other individuals. As many as we can get. As much as we can get. Yeah. On a behind-the-scenes tour of City Hall. That's pretty good. We'd like to meet the pe- people in the People Show Leagues as well. So that's a, an event sure. for people in the league. If I go on that tour, can I inquire about perhaps raising a number 12 flag? Uh, you better believe it. <laughs> See, the thing... I'm bringing that up. You know I am. <laughs> the, the thing about the, the tour is, like, you can inquire about a bunch of things. You can stop the tour and be like, hey, what about this political issue? And just bring up all those moments. Bike lanes. Yeah. All those things. The counselor is, is inviting all of that. Yeah. Okay. I I like it. Like that one's a strong one. We just need to verify if that is actually a thing. The counselor texting in. We're, we're working on that. Uh, this one, Gary in Vancouver. I think this is a very clutch one here. Hey guys, let me in your league. First of all, demanding. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. And if I'm in, I will donate my healthy blood for those in need once a month for an entire year. And to sweeten the pot, this is an addition. I'm a cab owner at Black Blacktop Cabs. I will give every Sportsnet employee, one free cab ride to their residence from their work location or after a night out in downtown Vancouver. Okay, we definitely don't need the last. Uh, yeah, the second half of that is very generous. I don't think we need that. I appreciate it, Gary. First half, thank you. Great, great deed. Again, that's a thing that you're helping people. Dom's considering, like, wait a second. Man's I'm... offering a cab ride here. Yeah, to White Rock. I am. I'm he's Gary intrigued. in Vancouver, and he's going to drive you all the way to White Rock he's for free? He's offering. He's offering. There's got to be like a three kilometer radius on this, uh, on this team. That, that's a thing that we would entertain. Another one. Brendan from South Surrey. I will deliver Supreme Pizza to your choice of shelter or nonprofit organization. Good deed. Trying to appeal to the, uh, my, my favorite pizza joint. So, Su- okay. Supreme is the gift that keeps giving. You got a lot of free publicity on this station. They do. So, so you can text in, uh, your pitch to try to get in. Are we going to choose one in this break here? I think we should do one. We should g- okay. give away one today. So so keep t- texting in. Before the end of the show, we'll do that. Well, we're going to talk to Ian Furness on the other side. 
Uh, before the hour is up, we will choose one more person to uh, be in the People Show Fantasy Football League. Again, we're looking for good deeds. We're looking for uh, good ideas, good events, or uh, if you want to help the People Show brand. Again, last year someone put our, we're intending to put our name on a beer. Still work. We, I, I'm holding them to it. We're going to pull it off. Yep. But stuff like that. That's what we're trying to do here. If, if you want to gain entry into the league with myself, Randy Janda, maybe a couple of Canucks alumni as well. Uh, we got this one coming in, disputing Gary's blood donation one. You can't donate blood every month. The minimum time between donations is 72 days. Oh, wow. All right, Gary. Go back to the uh, go Again, back to the drawing board. Look, if it's six times a year, I think we're still okay with that. Okay. He's got to agree to that, but yeah. all right. I think, he, I think he'd be okay with that. Uh, we got this one. Dan in Fort St. John coming in with this one. I'll buy you guys a beer and give you a tour of our Walmart if you're ever in Fort St. John. I, I've been to Fort St. John. I have not. Used to work up in that area. Okay. Okay. Uh, Some good ones. Uh, Cody the Escort coming in with this one. Yeah. Yes, let me repeat that. Cody the Escort. I ain't doing anything for y'all but winning the league. Let me in. Uh, That's not how it works. Got to earn your way in. Earn your way in. Uh, All right. Keep coming with your uh, thoughts. 650, 650. Uh, We'll pick one uh, before the show is out. And someone's getting entry into the People Show Fantasy League. Uh, some some F1 text coming in as well. Uh, let's get to it. Belgian Grand Prix over the weekend. Randy, big yes, weekend sir. for Red Bull. Big weekend. They got a 1-2. Max Verstappen starts at P14. He re- basically had a replacement engine, new power unit. And one thing that really stood out this week was Red Bull superiority. Prior to the summer break, which was a a month long, Ferrari looked like they had the stronger car. But there were some changes that F1 noticed on some of these cars to do with the floor. And it felt like Red Bull and Ferrari were maybe, maybe kind of, I wouldn't say breaking the rules, but they're pushing the boundaries. So F1 said, hey, correct these during the break. Both of those teams did it. Seems like Red Bull is fine. They've got a lot of pace. Ferrari looked like they dropped off in speed. It looked like it impacted how much pace they had on their car. And Red Bull this weekend, A, Max Verstappen looking elite, by far the best driver. It made it look easy. Half That's that, what this text was earlier. Just like, hey, can we appreciate Max a bit more? It, this is kind of similar to what we saw with Mercedes a few years back. When Lewis Hamilton and Valtteri Bottas were dominating, it felt like it was just too easy. Max Verstappen, through this race, the Belgian Grand Prix, looks like he has the title already wrapped up. And Sergio Perez was much faster than the Ferraris as well. Ferraris were actually comparable to the Mercedes. So more than anything, Vic, a big question was, how are these cars going to look after the break, after they make some of these changes and some of these upgrades? The Red Bulls look dominant. And I seriously think it's over. I think Red Bull has won the championship if they continue to race like this. The bigger question to me is Ferrari versus Mercedes. That is a real conversation. Russell looked fast compared to both of the Ferraris. Lewis Hamilton, unfortunately for him, he crashed on lap one. But if he is allowed to run that race and he ends, doesn't crash, it was his own mistake, I should mm-hmm. mention. But if he ends up running that race, he's probably up there with George Russell, with Carlos Sainz and Leclerc, who was coming from a, a further position uh, at the starting point as well of the, of the race. I think that is now the discussion. Red Bull is so much better than everybody else that you could probably say they've already won. So is that just for three, four, five, six that you're you're looking out for those two teams? Or is any one of them going to grab second? Because I feel like 
Max is Max. Yeah. Right? Like, there's a big gap between Max and Perez. But is there is there going to be any closing for anyone from Ferrari or Mercedes to get to that second spot? It could happen because there is still a gap between Verstappen and Perez. Now, it's almost on, 100 points, isn't it? Yes. Now, in certain races, though, in certain races, this one, the Belgian Grand Prix, Checo Perez looked a lot faster than the Ferraris. What kind of changes does Ferrari make to their car is going to be the point here. Are they are they at that level? Do they stay at that level that we saw this past weekend? Or are they any faster? Are they improved? If they aren't, then they're going to be in that Mercedes conversation. But Ferrari, there's a couple things. They don't have the same car that they had previously to the summer break. Decision-making is still a problem with that team. Like, they, to me, when they start running races, I tweeted this out, they kind of remind me of like a teenager on their first date. They don't know how to act, man. Like So they they're like Mike McCarthy in the two-minute drill. Pretty much. Like, they don't know how to act. The pressure's too much for them. And again, this weekend... Charles Leclerc pits to put on soft tires. He can get, they're trying, he's not going to win the race, but they've got a gap. And what he's trying to do is puts the soft tires on so he can have the, potentially get the fastest lap and get an extra point in the championship standings. If you get the fastest lap, you usually get a, you, you get a, an extra point. He goes into pit and he's going too fast. He gets docked five seconds because he's speeding in the pit lane. Like when it's not team strategy, it's driver error. So Ferrari, I don't have any confidence in their team right now to correct that. That's why Mercedes, you got to legit give them a look to say second place, probably not out of reach for them. And that has a lot to do with how good Red Bull is. But Ferrari does not instill confidence in their team right now. It's a rough look for that group. Uh, 650-650 uh, text coming in. How about some love for Alex Albon? Yeah, Alex Albon. Williams is not a heavyweight of a team at all. Uh, Nick Latifi, who is also Williams racer. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Not Lance Stroll because he didn't want to be interviewed by us. But Nicholas Latifi and Williams, most notably Albon. Um, yeah, punching above his weight. Mm -hmm. right? Really showing you something that this guy was with Red Bull a couple of years ago. Didn't work out there. Ends up going to Williams and he's making most of that experience and, and racing well. I, I think a couple of other things lower down the grid that you got to pay attention to this week as well. The Aston Martins of Lance Stroll, Sebastian Vettel looked a lot better. Looked a lot stronger. So... They've been upgrading behind the scenes as well. Do they become more competitive as the rest of the season goes here? So a couple of teams, Williams, I would say Alpine looks strong with Fernando Alonso, Esteban Ocon, and watch out for Aston Martin. Next race is uh, this weekend. That's right. Um, they are going to, I'm drawing a blank here. Dutch Grand Prix? That's yeah. Home race for um, when Max Verstappen. So he's half Belgian. He ends up winning that installment this past week. Next is... Zandvoort, which is in the Netherlands. Uh, good submissions coming in, 650-650. I don't know if I agree with some of these, but uh, they are pretty, pretty funny. Uh, this one from Daryl and Abby? Yeah. Please let me into your fantasy football league. I will create a spam attack on three listeners of your choice. Admittedly kind of funny, but that's not helping out the people. No. Great for entertainment. Yeah. Uh, keep coming in with the submissions. We do it every day here on The People's Show. You got to take, you can drop it into our in inbox or read it uninterrupted. It's don't at me. Your takes uninterrupted. Don't at me. Text in your submissions to 650 650. Don't at me. I said, It's brought to you by Lease Busters. Get out of your vehicle lease with ease, confidence, 
and a LeaseBusters leasing specialist to guide you through the journey. Go to LeaseBusters.com to start the process today. You teased it three hours ago, Randy. What's your don't at me? It's what a lot of people are saying, but I'm going to say it as well. I'm putting it on the air. Don't at me. In exchange for the hospitality, bring a NBA franchise to Vancouver, LeBron. If you're still in Vancouver and you can hear me, you said you want to be an NBA owner one day. You've got clout. You saw the hospitality. You saw how the city loves you. Restaurants, people can't stop talking about you. At the actual Kendrick Lamar concert. You're dancing. You're having a great time. Guess what? Vancouver's dancing with you. Now repay the hospitality. Bring a team to Vancouver. Bring Bronny. Bring yourself. Play one year. Everything. Can you imagine? Wow. I hear there's a 60,000-seat stadium being built in Surrey. <laughs> you could house an NBA team. Even that. that purchase. I'll throw in a free Dutsoda t-shirt, too. Come on. Just one, though. Just one? I'll give you 1% of the company for $200,000. Can't break the profit margin. Hey, some uh, dragons in there. Exactly. So there you go. That's my pitch. Hospitality ain't free. You better bring back an NBA franchise. It's a lot of money, man. It's a lot of money. I'm sure he spent his hard-earned dollars in Vancouver while he was here. Probably. We hope. We hope. He yeah. might still be here. That's why I had to come with that don't at Yeah. Tanbeer coming with this one. Don't at me. We need more JT Miller talk. Come on. Not why? Hour Come one on. of the show, we talked. Yeah. We talked some JT Miller. Uh, don't at me. Text coming in. Is this Vicky? It is. Okay. NFL top 100 is so laughable. Mahomes at number eight. That will motivate him to slaughter the field. Real laugh is Josh Allen being number 13, though. 13 seconds indeed. Okay, so even the Russell Wilson one, that was disrespectful. I'm not saying he's a top five player in the NFL, top 20, but still, his number was way, way down there as well. Mm-hmm. Well, he was injured for part of last year. And again, it's a reflection of what just happened. Sure, and there's probably a level of player that a certain percentage of players that think Russ is corny and therefore they probably hold it against him. Let, mm-hmm. Let's let's be real, but nobody really pays attention to this list. Even even Patrick Mahomes it's, probably is just like whatever. It's great summer content for NFL Network. So you're don't at me. NHL Network and NHL NFL Network do the exact same thing yeah. with their list. The 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 top 20 list cuz those came out last week, right? Are the centers coming out this week, I think? Probably. Yeah. yeah. Look, we'll talk about those. They're fun conversations. It's great content, but realistically, I think we all know, if, if you did a fantasy draft, if the 32 NFL GMs did a fantasy draft, Patrick Mahomes is going first overall. 100%. They're, sure. Uh, and their list might not mean anything. Ours do. So anytime we come out with a top three or top five, please pay attention to that one. Those ones mean a lot. Uh, we got this one. Anthony and White Rock. Don't at me. LeBron's not in Vancouver anymore. He left after his tweet. Is that confirmed? Is there like a picture of him flying away? Does Anthony know something we don't? Anthony potentially work at the airport or at one of these. Uh, I'm sure he brought plane a private go, jet. The plane go by White Rock? Insider. Does LeBron travel exclusively private? Yeah, I don't think he's flying Delta. <laughs> no, not their, their first class suites. No, no, man. No, when you got that much money, when you're going to be a billionaire probably in a couple of years, you're you're... You're flying private. Does, does LeBron have the uh, Arrive Can app? Is that what he's using? Oh my gosh! <laughs> Southwest Airlines. I bet app he app? had to use. Can you that. imagine if LeBron was on a Southwest flight? <laughs> Sir, not we even can't. In, not even in like a he's premium like, hey, economy. Need a seventy-nine dollar fight, man. 
trying to save money to buy this team in Vegas. Sir, we can't let you on the plane. You haven't completed your Arrive Can app yet. <laughs> I mean, does he not? Do celebs not have to go through that? They I do. Don't know. That's they the do. Fan. Like they're, they're people. They're citizens. Well, yeah. no, they could just pay the fine. Okay, so one thing about remember when LeBron took all those snacks to the basketball game and people were like, "Hey, you don't become a billionaire by spending like." Oh hundreds. yeah. Like he's apparently notoriously cheap, yeah. so he could pay the fine. The man took like nuts and like trail mix to a basketball game. He's probably not paying that fine. No. Uh, this one. Don't at me. All right, what we got? Uh, from German and Langley. Canucks will begin horribly like Artemis 1, the NASA rocket that failed to depart, but eventually launched to a playoff year. Okay, bold. I like the NASA reference as well. Was Artemis 1 today? Is that I've, I've never heard that. I don't know. I, I have to, I'm not going to lie. Honestly, I haven't been keeping up to I, date I think with that was NASA. today. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Another thing, we're going to be corrected on the text line now. That's three That's things fine. today, Beck. It's fine. Uh, all right, keep coming with the text. Don't at me. Uh, no prize for today, but uh, we love to read your submissions throughout the break as well. Uh, we'll pick a winner for uh, the, the the bribe that we're going to get uh, for the Fantasy Football League. And also talk to Ian Verness on the other side here on the home of the Canucks, Sportsnet 650. is The People's Show with Big Nazar and Randy Janda. Final segment of The People's Show brought to you by Douglas Lake Equipment. Get the quality turf, construction, and ag equipment you need while staying under your salary cap at the closest Kubota dealer, the Lower Mainland, DouglasLakeEquipment.com. Vic Nazar, Randeep Janda. Talk to Ian Furness in just a minute. Also, back-to-school deals on the latest phones, plans, and much more are now on at Fido. Visit them in-store or at fido.ca now. As you said earlier, back-to-school. Back-to-school, man. doesn't matter if you're 35, 36, 37. You're always thinking back-to-school. Well, you know what? You and I don't have children. So if we were with children, September would signal signal back to school so so no matter what it's like you're constantly thinking about that back true to school. but i feel like i'm always thinking that yeah you know, like labor day peonies over yeah and then school starts there you go you're, you're you're prepared for fatherhood yeah you never mind it, it, let's it, not get into that conversation <laughs> let's not do that Vic. no we're good we're good. too short of a show uh, we'll talk to Ian Vernessa in just a minute. He will join us uh, from KJR in Seattle. Uh, we'll also uh, announce our uh, next entrant into the People Show Fantasy Football League. Which bribe yeah. is going to work today? Potentially good deed, but which bribe or good deed? All right. I'm excited. Uh, and, and we got some uh, interesting one from Bryson Lang- Langley. So we, we need some more confirmation. So. Like, people pitch us the ideas, and then we might have to say, hey, go work on this one. Yeah. And, and come back at us. We need more information. Yeah. But if you can intrigue us, we'll let you know. So Bryson Langley has us intrigued right now. Again, potentially naming a beer after us. Ooh, another one. But but got to put the work in. Yeah, we're not going to get duped like we did last year. No. We're, we're learning. We're learning. Uh, all right, let's talk to Ian Furness, who joins us now from KJR in Seattle as we get ready for the NFL season. Ian, how are you? How's it going? Good, Phil. 
Good, fellas. How are you guys? Uh, we're doing fantastic. Uh, so was today good news or bad news uh, with the Jimmy G contract restructuring? Well, I guess for from a Seattle standpoint, yeah. I don't think it really I don't think it really mattered. Uh, I, there was no interest. I mean, despite the the push from many on a national level, media, sports media, guys, oh, you know, Seattle's going to go get Jimmy G. They're going to get they've been they were never going to trade for him. Pete Carroll said point blank that was when Baker Mayfield and Jimmy G were both available via trades, and we're not trading for a veteran quarterback, and so. You know the thought that they would pick him up if he's got if he got released, I guess that existed. But you know, considering how he's played in his career against Seattle, right in front of Pete Carroll's eyes, uh, I don't think there was a lot of interest in him. Uh, I think they figure they'll let Geno navigate the season, and they'll probably have to draft a quarterback early next year. So you talked about Geno Smith there, and uh, yeah, we can all agree that he's he's the guy. But was this ever a quarterback competition, or do you feel like it was Geno all along? I, I don't think it was competition per se. Not not like you would normally have in training camp where it's like, okay, you know, the better man's going to win. They both get equal opportunities. You know, Pete would say, well, they both got the same number of reps in practice. Well, they did, you know, within 10 or 15, but they really didn't because mm-hmm. Gino got about, you know, 98% of the first team reps. And, you know, he's throwing to Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf and Noah Fant, those types of players in practice. And, and, you know, uh, Drew Locke is throwing the second string guys. Um, so, you know, pra- not all practice reps are created the same is the point. Uh, and then obviously in the preseason, Geno started all three games. Drew missed the game because of COVID, but even when he was there and healthy for games one and three, he didn't start. And then the curious part I thought, guys, was like the final game on Friday in Dallas, they had a chance to go and win the football game at the end actually a couple chances, and they put Jacob Easton in there, They're, who's going to get cut uh, tomorrow or today and, and will be a third-string guy on a practice squad, if anything. And, and so, you know, Drew didn't even get a chance to lead him in a two-minute drill at the end of a game. So it was never competition. I think what it was, it was Geno Smith's job to lose, and he never did anything to lose the job. And because of that, it never became a competition, if that makes sense. So, so here's my worry when we start looking at what this becomes, because I, I think, look, there's Geno history uh, for what he's done in the league, and, th- and there's not a lot of faith. I admit, I don't think he's been that bad in preseason. I, I think it's been actually kind of encouraging to say, hey, here's someone that can just kind of move the ball, try to not make some mistakes, and it, it looks fine. I'm not sure if there's enough overall talent on the, the offense that can support this type of quarterback, and I think he's going to get blamed for a lot of things that he probably shouldn't. Is that fair for him? Uh, yeah, I, here's the thing. He, yeah, he's not going to do anything to wow you or win you a football game necessarily. Um, you know, what, what Pete Carroll wants is a guy that won't lose the football game at that position. Yeah. Uh, they've, got, they've got decent pieces around him. I, you know, despite what, you know, a top 100 list may or may not say and things like that, you know, I'll take the tandem of, of Lockett and, and and DK Metcalf as a top two receiving tandem, you know, over a lot. I mean, you could make a couple, you know, Jefferson and Thielen, Cup, and it doesn't matter who he's with, you know. But really, there that's a top ten tandem in the NFL at receiver. They got so they've got skill there. No offense, a better pass catching tight end than they've had. They've got whoever the quarterback is, someone that can throw over the middle now. But they didn't have that before. 
And if Penny's healthy and he hasn't played in the preseason because they're trying to keep him healthy, I mean, he, he saw what he did at the end of last year. I think they have some weapons on offense. The the, the thing with Geno is he's just he's a backup quarterback. That's what he is in the NFL. He's a backup quarterback. And if you're going to be a really good team in the NFL, you need to have at least an above-average quarterback. And he definitely is that. I mean, I think the best thing you can say about Geno Smith is at his very best, he's okay by NFL standards, at his very best. Um, good, good arm, strong arm, kind of below average pocket presence, makes some bad decisions. He'll run into a sack kind of like Russell would every now and then. It shouldn't be on him or shouldn't be on the offensive lineman, but he's just okay. I would say he's just okay. So you talked about to the, the two big wide receivers. Uh, you know, you got Lockett, you got Metcalf, but beyond that, did we learn anything about the depth of the wide receiving uh, group that the Seahawks have beyond those two guys. Uh, was it good? Was it bad? Uh, all I saw was a lot of drops, which I know Seahawks fans and, and media were talking about, but what did you see? Well, in practice and in games, and, you know, like obviously we see a lot more practice because there's only the three games. I think they're okay. D. Eskridge has had a lot of injury issues, but he came back healthy. He's a pretty dynamic player. Marquise Goodwin's going to make the football team. He can he can be a good dynamic player. I like Dariq Young, one of their two seventh-round picks. Uh, big body guy. He had the drops. He's a little bit. He's one of those guys you're referring to. But, I mean, he's 6'2 and 220. Uh, good size, great speed, really athletic. I mean, I you're going to keep probably five guys, um, you know, and really – for Seattle, they'll play a three or four wide receiver set, but mostly you're looking at three guys is what you need, especially with fans, you know, pass catching prowess. So I like what they, you know, I, I think they're fine there. I know that guys, I mean, guys, I'm going to be honest with you. It's wild. Every, you know, when they were really good, I can't tell you how many times we're doing radio and TV shows down here and we're debating who the fourth and fifth receiver is going to be for the Seahawks. Yeah. And then that dude never plays anyway. Like the guy gets like five snaps a game. And it just is a non-factor. I mean, your top three guys are your important guys. And so if number three is take your pick with number three, is it, is it D. Eskridge, Marquise Goodwin, probably one of those two guys, I think you're fine in that regard. So how is that conversation, just like the, the mental framework of for, from where they were to where they are now, how has that changed for, for fans? Is there still an excitement level for this team or is it starting to slide down right now? Well, it's it's you know it's funny you bring that up. We kind of talked about that on our show, and the show that's on right now is talking about that as well a little bit with uh, down here in our neck of the woods. We're we're going through a different time. I mean, our soccer team, which has never missed the playoffs, is just awful. Um, and I say awful. They won the Concacaf title, which no team's ever done in North America before. I think they've been on cruise control since. I'll give them a little bit of a break, but they're they're not contending for an MLS Cup this year. They want something far bigger, so we'll give them a break. But, you know, we live in a world where they're not good and the Mariners are and the Seahawks aren't good. So it's a different world for us down here. The Mariners being as good as they are and a playoff team more than likely and getting ready for the postseason, that's, that sucked a lot of the juice out of people's enthusiasm for the NFL and the Seahawks this fall. But uh, there's still great interest. You know, the, the TV ratings are through the roof. If we – you know, we have to talk about them on the radio and TV and everything down here. They're still the main game in town. I just think there's less enthusiasm because mostly there's less expectations. Like the expectations are not where they normally would be with this football team under Pete Carroll. So because of that, there's a little – the enthusiasm's tempered a little bit. And I think adding to the fact that the Mariners are so good, they're kind of keep, keeping everybody's attention and focus towards them. 
Yeah, the team excitement might kind of wane, but there's individuals on this roster, especially Tariq Woolen, where you look at and say, okay, this guy could be a star in the future. How comfortable does the rookie look out there at the uh, cornerback position? Well, once he got through the first series or two in, in Pittsburgh, that first preseason game, he's looked fantastic. Yeah. We've loved him all camp. I mean, size and, and speed and athleticism is off the charts. I mean, you just don't, you don't see that. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's... um. He, you know, he's a guy that's raw, you know, converted wide receiver. But in tackling, you know, th- there's an obvious comparison body type to Sherm, but he's not Sherman. Uh, Richard was the best tackling corner in the game, the best guy against the run as well. So, but he's he's a guy that you have to be excited about. I mean, that's there's some good young players in this football team. They just don't have a quarterback. So, okay, so when we look back and say, hey, they got seven wins, eight wins, three wins, whatever it is, and we start looking at the, the position group that was vital in those wins, what's the position group we look at uh, at the end of the year and be like, hey, this is the one, the reason that they got their Ws? Ooh, uh, I liked our edge rushers. You know, they, and it's funny now, like, used to be they, – they switched to what they call a 3-4 defensive line. It's it's basically looks like a five two. It's five defensive linemen, two edge rushers, three defensive linemen, interior linemen, and they got the two stack linebackers. Jordan Brooks is a really good player. Cody Barton's a big concern at the other linebacker position. But I like the edge rushers. I think they'll use Adam Jamal Adams probably use him a little bit more as a linebacking role. Uh, the corners should be pretty good with Burns and Jones and Woolen and Bryant. But I guess if this team the strength of this team, like I said, I like the I like parts of the good chunk of the defense. I, I think the strength of this team might be running the football again, though. Uh, and I'll, I'll just I'll take a, a wild stab and say that let's say Rashad Penny plays in, you know, sixteen of seventeen games or something like that. And if Ken Walker, the rookie, comes back healthy, uh, which they expect him to do from a little bit of a, a small hernia procedure. Then, then you know what? I think they'll be pretty. I think that's where it ends up being really good. And I think that that's that'll be the strength of the, of the team is they'll be able to run the football really well. And Pete loves that. You guys know Pete Carroll loves running the football, but but if you run it in a dynamic fashion, and Penny did that at the end of last year, and I I'll choose to to err on the side of of uh, positivity, which I don't always do, and, and certainly in our business. But what I saw from Rashad Penny at the end of last season was nothing short of spectacular. I mean, he's, he's a 237-pound running back that runs a 4-4-40, and we saw last year why he was a first-round pick. And if he's healthy, he's a difference maker. There's no doubt about that. So I think that's why, they, you know, if they have success, it'll be because offensively they'll take pressure off Geno because they can run the football. You're listening to The People's Show. We're joined by Ian Furness of 93.3 KJR in Seattle. And uh, let's talk some Mariners as well. Julio Rodriguez gets a, a very complicated deal, but potentially extremely lucrative as well. Could go up to $489 million over 12 years. But the question I have, just from the outside of this deal, is he's played 111 games in his career. Uh, is this a risk for the Seattle Mariners to give this much money after that small of a sample size? Uh, I think it's more of a risk for Julio. Mm-hmm. I think he could have cashed in even more than he did with guaranteed money, but he'd have to wait for a few years. Um, this guys, this might be just a, a win-win, you know, I mean, it, 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 this, this contract might be win-win win for both sides player gets guaranteed money and the franchise locks up 
what appears to be a generational talent and generational personality. And that's a hard combination to find. Uh, this kid, I can't even speak highly. I can't even tell you what he has done for this city in terms of his enthusiasm for baseball. And he just has that it factor that's hard to kind of define, but he has it. Uh, Million-dollar smile, joy of the game, gets it with fans, I'm, you know, just has fun out there. He's an incredibly talented player. The only way it doesn't work for the team, because this guy's not going to fail, you know, the only thing that doesn't work for the team is if he has some sort of catastrophic injury or becomes injury-plagued or something like that. Um, but outside of that, it's I think it's a win for both sides. The player gets gets money that sets him up for a lifetime, him and his family, and he gets it early as, as opposed to having to wait for six more years. And, and then at the same time, you know, he knows he's got that cup. And there's, and there's incentives built in. That's the crazy thing. This guy bet on himself, which I think that tells you all you need to know about him is, you know, he wanted some of those clauses in there for MVP and things like that that help uh, with the escalator. So I, I, I think it's just, I think it's a win-win on both sides. Well, you mentioned the the part of getting it with the fans, and I think that's one of the things that's been fun to watch for us here north of the border. It's like he's embraced the city so quickly. For for young players, it's always about, hey, how do I survive in a league? And here he is already embracing the city, and it's just this meteoric rise, I imagine, in a lot of Mariners fans' hearts. Well, he's he's got it. First of all, from a baseball standpoint, he's got a work ethic that's that's through the roof. Um, I you know there's the obvious comparison to, to Ken Griffey Jr. and Jr. didn't work as hard as a lot of guys did. Uh, he had such natural God-given abilities and talents that Jr. just kind of went out there and he could be great, but he didn't put in the work, say like in the weight room or on the bike and things like that, like other guys in his generation did. Um, Julio's not that way. You know, Mariners will tell you, their coaches will tell you behind the scenes, this guy is studying pitching charts, studying film, his workout and physical regimen is just is through the roof. So because of all those things, you know, I think, you know, it translates to the field to be this superstar player. He's filled with confidence. I mean, just filled with confidence. And then, yeah, this, listen, you need to have – in baseball, if you can find that player that looks like he's having fun, it's not bitter at the world, that you know interacts with fans, interacts with the opposition, he's got it all. And it just, it's 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 I'll tell you, it's just refreshing and fun to see a guy that just is so likable. I mean, he's just likable, and you find yourself rooting for him. And you know, I think it's it just it's he's got the total package, and I think that's why they went out of their way. Like, let's get this dude wrapped up. And now we're not talking about it for the next few years. Like, well, you know, arbitration, club control, when's he going to hit free agency, all those things. No, no, no. That's all off the – I mean, for the next eight years he's here and probably a lot longer. Hey, Ian, uh, we really appreciate it. 13 days away from the start of the Seahawks season. I'm sure we'll be talking uh, real soon too. Anytime, guys. Take care. Appreciate it. It's Ian Furness from KJR in Seattle. And he mentioned that, that Julio Rodriguez has got a – that it factor went down to a Mariners game in the summer, and yep. it just looks a little bit different from everyone else on the field. It does. Uh, this text from Torgi on the Dunbar Lumber text line 650-650, Julio is very good, but generational talent is a bunch uh, is a yeah. bitch much. Sorry, bit much right now. There we go. If I can spit it out, and uh, that's why I asked the question about 111 games. Yeah, you can believe in the player and be like, all right, hey, we we believe in this guy, but man. Backing up the Brinks truck this early in a career is something. It's bold. It's a big bet.
And it's a huge bet to make. So I don't doubt the talent, but when you're kind of questioning the ceiling, I guess is they're, they're sold on it. Mm -hmm. And I can understand why Rodriguez make the deal because it's life-changing money. It's you're, it may not be a generational talent, but it's generational money. You're basically taking it over to your great grandkids. So I understand that. Yeah. Now, beyond that, yeah, I still, if I'm the Mariners, I'm just saying, hey, man, 111 games is not a full season. It, that's that's a it, bold move. It's a fair point from Torgi. So, hey, generational talent guy's got 20-some-odd home runs this year. Yeah, 21, I believe. Yeah, but, but he's 21 years old, right? And you're doing a little projecting here. It's like, hey, this guy could be a 40-home run hitter down the road. But, like, you're getting plus defense, getting just a, just a, in general, good bat. And you see just, what do you mean to the city? Like, that's a team that's needed star power. And they've made bad bets on Robbie Cano and yeah. some other guys. I'd rather you make a bet on a young player and see how this develops and just keep building that brand. And, hey, I think one thing that's also kind of evident, and you saw it at the Home Run Derby, just his magnetism. Does this mean you start attracting other people yeah. to come to Seattle and play there? What excites me if I'm a Mariners fan is that you have the 12-year potential there. Yeah. Where it's not a, a guy's going to be huge and he's going to leave. You know, trades can happen in any sport, but you've got this player locked in to say, if everything works out, if this team turns a corner, especially on the front end of that deal, the first, I believe, eight years, he's not making much of anything. There's a signing bonus that he gets paid right now, and then he's making very little money. You can load up with the rest of the roster. It's backloaded for a reason. So it does give you the opportunity to spend money elsewhere. All right, before we go, we said we'd uh, make one more entry into the People's Show Fantasy League. We got a lot of, a few more submissions. Some people got to do some homework uh, to try to get in for maybe the next entry. But uh, we got a bribe or or something that's doing something good, either for the brand of the People's Show or just yep. doing something good for the people that listen to the People's Show. Which one are we going with today, Randy? All right, so this will be the second entrant via bribe slash good deed. And we had that great donation from Jeffro last week. 500 bucks to Canuck Place. Going to go in a different direction. Congratulations to this submission. It actually came in late last week, so you, you have an opportunity. Submit them and we keep them. We're, we'll circle back to them. Gary in Vancouver. Hey, guys, let me in your league. And if I'm in, I will donate my healthy blood for those in need once a month for an entire year. Now, we understand you can't do it once a month. But it still checks out to, we think, five times a year. Yes. That's still plenty. You have to, you can only donate every 72 days. Yes. So five times in a year. It's a great deed. It's a, something that, you know, is important to all of us in this community, across the country, all, all over the planet, really. So Gary in Vancouver will be in touch. Welcome to the People Show Fantasy Football League. You're in. We'll do more throughout the course of the week. Bunch more entries uh, to go with Turf Trivia or just uh, the good deeds or the good bribes. Uh, whatever it is, Bick Nazar, Randy Jandel, continue tomorrow at noon here on the home of the Canucks, Sportsnet 650.